This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. We continue December with another Christmas-ish movie, <laughs> Trading Places. Yeah, there's even a, two Santas in this movie. Yeah. Blah. It's Blah. cold. There's <laughs> wreaths on doors. It's very Christmassy. Yeah. yeah. People this tell each came... other Merry Christmas and stuff. Yeah. New Year. Yeah. Merry New Year. Okay. This movie came out in 1983. Directed by John Landis. Written by Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingrod. Starring. Killed the guy. <laughs> starring Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Amici, Ralph Bellamy, Denholm Elliott. Uh, Gene Carlo Esposito. Who is he in this? Yeah. He's he's uh, one of the guys in the cell with uh, Eddie Murphy in the beginning of the movie. Oh, I didn't notice. He's that. just a random. Yeah, he looks super young there. <laughs> uh, oh, I see him in the background actually on the still on IMDb. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, this oh, was my pick. Um, Damn. Yeah. Al Franken. I did. Yeah. Al Franken. That's right. Before he got all political. Uh, this movie yeah. came out in I said 1983. I obviously did not see it in the theater. Um. But my buddy Adam, as I mentioned, I, I always watch Commando with him. This was he loved they they loved Eddie Murphy movies in that household, and they had this recorded, and we would watch this a lot. It's, and I think I didn't get a lot of it when I was younger, um, but I still enjoyed it because Eddie Murphy's just funny, and you know he's one of those comedians that's like as a kid you laugh him because of the slapstick stuff, and then the older you you get more. Was was this unedited boobs? Oh yeah, it was definitely unedited. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. They recorded everything off HBO. It's like it's how we had Commando and all that okay. stuff. So, um, yeah, I watched it back then. Then as I got older, I watched it more and, you know, really liked it more for different scenes more and just always liked it. But it's been over 10 years since I've seen it. Um, and we'll talk about what, how I feel about it now. Uh, Scott, what's your history with this movie? Yeah, I don't remember ever watching this from beginning to end. So, like, a lot of the scenes I remembered very well though so i i don't know but yeah i it felt like the first time i watched it from, from start to finish um it's it's funny you mentioned uh your adams family being uh big fans of eddie murphy my my grandparents were big eddie murphy fans which is weird because they they were kind of waspy and just not into like raunchy anything Mm-hmm. So it was just weird that they like gravitated toward Eddie Murphy movies. So it was like, go visit them in the summers, and there would be, it would be like Doris Day, Rock Hudson movies, and then Eddie Murphy movies. Like <laughs> that's, that's what they had on VHS. Like it was, it was a weird, weird collection. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had uh, this one out for us to watch, though. At least not, not a, uh, uh, an unedited version, anyway. Yeah, I mean, they if it wasn't like Commando or like. Delta Force, 
<laughs> or Iron <laughs> Eagle. Delta Force, that's going it would, to the list. <laughs> it would be Trading Places, Golden Child, Coming to America, 48 Hours, and the, it was just always Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy movies and like nonstop action flicks going on over at their house. Mm-hmm. Canon films, the best. <laughs> Alex, what's your history with this movie? Um, I really didn't watch this as a kid. I saw this as an adult. And again, this was about like nine, ten years ago when I saw it. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked it back then, the first time I saw it. I could see why it was, you know, a big hit and everybody was saying Merry New Year. Um, and uh, well, yeah, I mostly liked it this time around too. Great movie. Yeah. And I guarantee you. If you guys come to New Year's Eve this time, this year, and Adam's there, first thing he'll do when he show up to me is say, drinky time, every fucking time. <laughs> oh, he's not going to say Merry New Year? Merry he'll say New that Year. too, but he'll definitely say jerky time. Just like he can't get an airplane with, in me without looking back whenever the door closes. Goddamn time like he's commando. All right. Um, <laughs> he does. Every time. The door's just closed. He looks back at me like, Stop. <laughs> All right, uh, as usual, we talk about seven items from the movie. I'll go first. Um, my number seven, and it got me more this time. I don't know why. I probably liked it more as a kid, and then I didn't like it. And now this time, you just mentioned Al Franken. Him and that guy, the monkey handlers, were killing me this time. Oh, just... shit. That was Al Franken? Yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize him without his glasses. <laughs> God, they were just, I don't know. They were. It was like, I mean, this is like the original, not original, but it's up there with like, the early numbnuts of, of the Hollywood era of probably just behind the Rick Moranis and what's his face? Uh, Dave, Dave Thomas. So it's it's funny that you, you yeah. mentioned that, Jeff, because in the trivia, that's who they originally wanted for those oh. for the roles there. Mm. It makes sense because it was totally a strange brewess. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's what those characters were supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I don't know for some reason this time it just. I don't know. It was killing me. So yeah, the the monkey handlers. <laughs> I, I think the fact that they're just sitting there eating a bunch of fucking bananas <laughs> yeah. next to the gorilla. They're like, we need to get more food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just eat a fucking. I ate so many bananas. <laughs> so stupid. I, I did like the the guy from Airplane was there. The uh, Steven Stucker. Yeah. Life to. to yeah, if he gets out of control, just uh, drive the trank gun. <laughs> yeah. Trank gun? Oh, I thought it was going to come out. Check off trank gun, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah. it never did. Got a dart in your neck. All right. Scott, number seven. Uh, just just getting this out of the way. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. didn't know about it um, <laughs> other than the, yeah, the meta tag that was on the, <laughs> on the Amazon um, pause menu for this, uh, but uh, the the blackface scene, uh, like I yeah. don't remember like anything like post like Jim Crow laws getting repealed that was this bad. Other than like Soul Man, um, <laughs> it's just awkward and. Like it, it was mm-hmm. kind of funny to see him and Eddie Murphy riff off each other, but just barely, not nearly enough to make up for any of the rest of it. And just yeah, just just talking about that scene in general, 
is just such a weird like it 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 felt like they just showed up to the set that day and were like okay we're just gonna do a bunch of weird shit um and everybody just kind of came up with something um yeah like it, it, it was cute seeing um Jamie Lee Curtis do the <laughs> I'm I'm Inga from Sweden <laughs> uh, wearing leader hose yeah um, mm. Which funny trivia about that? That apparently was because she couldn't do the German, Austrian, whatever accent. <laughs> um, uh, that's great. So she she did like the stereotypical like speed and uh, kind of thing. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphy's being Eddie Murphy here. It felt like a character from uh, uh, Coming to America, but he was yeah, like, <laughs> he was just about to do. Um, but yeah, it's just awkward. I don't know how, like, I, 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 this movie, I'll talk more about this, about, like, the level of, like, what they're asking from the audience in this movie. Um, but to think that the the, the scumbag guy, the, <laughs> the stupid chief principal guy, uh, Paul Gleason, mm. oh, yeah. um, who's great here, um, that he wouldn't recognize any of them like it was just yeah it's too much yeah mm-hmm. um, so yeah it, it kind of funny and then takes this really weird turn and yeah yeah just just so, get in the way okay so um that's what like, i was i was gonna say like there's it's a movie of its time whatever these guys were doing i don't think there's there's nothing nothing mean-spirited about it Shouldn't do it, but with nothing mean spirited about it. At the same time, back then they were doing stupid skits like this in SNL. But what I don't get is like there was no, there was no reason for him to do it. Like okay, he's in disguise. He could have been anything. Yeah. But are you saying that maybe he did it because he would have recognized him as a white person? Like I don't. That doesn't make sense. That's the only thing I can think of, and that really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I, I kind of got the impression that. Like, I don't even know why he comes back, because they already made the switch. Well, he had to bring... He had, no, he had to bring the new... Oh, 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 oh. The briefcase yeah. back. I see, I see. Right, so yeah, but okay. there's no reason Eddie Murphy couldn't have left the room, gone back, and did the switch again or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just... Yeah. yeah, he felt like he would be recognized, but yeah, even then, like, is... Yeah. And, and you know, mm-hmm. to, to, what, to what you're saying, Jeff, about being proud of its time... Like yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna like hold that against anybody here, um, but there's like other stuff in this movie too that that kind of dips its toes into to other bad things. Yes, there's. But yeah. like that, I'm much more willing to forgive. But when you throw this in there, it's just like yeah, it, it makes it a little anachronistic. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, more just to, to get it out of the way. <laughs> Um, I agree. Like I said, it's cringy, but it wasn't mean spirited, and just I don't think it was anyway. And just well, I don't think it is a lot of the time. That doesn't, you know. No, but sometimes it. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like like yeah. when they're making Soul Man. Like <laughs> like I don't. I've never seen that, so I don't know. Yeah, like I I almost want to do it, but yeah, it's. It... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm gonna be my collar's gonna be worn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. yeah it's, um, 
Anyway, anyway, yeah. Anything else to add, Alex? Or Uh, yeah, that's also my number seven, and I want to say that yeah, it's it's yeah, not good. Don't do it. There's only two instances where it was pulled off. It was more or less justified, and it was funny, but it was very, very specific. And that was in Tropic Thunder, <laughs> which is just ridiculous and fucking great. And in uh, the Always Sunny episode, Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> Those are the now only... Now that you are Murtaugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm insulted that you would do Murtaugh in whiteface. Because th- those movies both addressed the issue, they were both attacking both characters at why what they were doing was wrong, and uh, yeah, so th- th- I felt like it was justified, and it served the story in both cases. But other than those two very specific instances, just don't do it. <laughs> don't. You can't pull it off. Uh, Alright, I agree. Uh, I don't know, my number six... Um... Oh, wait, did I hear you that one? Anyway, it would be uh, that scene, but not for the blackface, but for the Merry New Year, Jerky Time, and um, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> the, way, mm-hmm. the way she's looking in that scene. Uh, but mostly the Jerky Time, as I mentioned, is because my buddy is always saying that, and I just can't not think of that when that happens. So, um, talked about that scene enough, so we'll go on to Scott, number six. <laughs> number six is the... I, I, I don't even think this character had a, a name, uh, but the the other uh, heavy that that's in the the, the cell with uh, Eddie Murphy, but just keeps going yeah yeah after, <laughs> after, after everything the other guy says. <laughs> was, like the second time he did it, I started to chuckle. I'm like the very last one, I was I was laughing out loud. Uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but yeah, that that joke, yeah, they just kept going back to it. Like, I, I was hoping for those guys to show up like, like one last time or something. But, yeah, yeah, they were they were great. Yeah, man, I love I love that joke <laughs> that he said. Man, there'd be a jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. Like, oh shit, that was great. <laughs> I love that. So the yeah guys, number six. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is when Eddie Murphy breaks the fourth wall. I think I only saw it twice because I had, you know, family distractions going on. <laughs> I was watching this movie, but I caught it twice and both times were really great. He's put in the back of the cop car. He just looks, he breaks the fourth wall with a look on his face like, ain't this some shit? And then later, when the Dukes are trying to very plainly explain to him what commodities training is, he's like, so are you getting me, you know, bacon fat? <laughs> Which is, you know, used to make bacon. And also, bacon that you would find on a BLT sandwich. Are you following us so far? And Murphy just looks at the camera with this, almost the same look. Like, are they fucking serious? <laughs> oh, it's great. All right. Um, my number five, and this is the, 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 the end scene, the scene in, in Wall Street when they're selling on the orange juice, the frozen orange juice. Yeah. I still, for the love of God, yeah. I have no I idea what's going on. I don't know what they were on. doing. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure they were short selling and yeah, they were, like, yes. Um, uh, but, and, and it was, 
I, I don't was I'm, I'm I'm assuming that insider trading was illegal. Yeah, well, that part is definitely yeah. mm-hmm. even in 1982, 83. Yeah, yeah. what is it? The SEC or someone's going to come down hard on them for for this. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the actual like how that all works. Oh my god, like it makes no sense. <laughs> None whatsoever. They're just. People just throw in paper. I did. I did yeah. like the the jokes about like how stressful it was. Like, oh the, yeah, oh, it was in the shitter. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> taking a shit right beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good joke. Taking uh, shots of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because like, did you ever do when you were kids? You like I said I watched this when I was younger. I didn't get it, and then you watch it. Oh, you know, years and years later, you're like, okay, I'm finally going to start understanding some. And over time, ninety five percent of the time, you get it. And this one, I still just like, okay, but they're selling yeah. before they have them and then like i know about i've learned about shorting and futures and all that but i still don't understand the market enough and they still yeah. i know more about the market now than i ever have and i'm still just like yeah okay yeah. and then but, i know they're they're overdoing it with the papers and how they can even keep track of anything yeah. that was going on there yeah so that part i get so they were also on the hook for the margin call there too yeah that's why it was a big risk for them yeah sure i did i did but, like they did that 80s thing of like <laughs> like seize all the assets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like it all just happens immediately. Like. Yeah, right then and there. He's having a heart attack. Fuck okay. him. That's <laughs> Don Amici. That's yeah, that's, that's actually my number my number five is that line. Uh, since <laughs> okay. we're talking about it. Uh yeah, right there. We, we should get your brother an ambulance. <laughs> Fuck him. That's <laughs> no, good. I, I do I do love uh, Don Amici and, and Ralph Bellamy here just being like rich, uber rich douchebags, like <laughs> mm-hmm. like the five dollar tip at the, the beginning of the movie. Just the, <laughs> like yeah, that, them explaining stuff to to Eddie Murphy and, and yeah, they're, they're they're a lot of fun here. Um, you know, a little bit of trivia about that fuck him line. I guess Amici was, was like fairly religious dude, and he wasn't cool with the the swearing. So he was like, "All right, do it," but I'm only doing it once. Like, so <laughs> I was just a one take deal that they they did with him swearing. <laughs> that, at least that's what the trivia says. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that was my biggest laugh in the entire movie. I think was the <laughs> "fuck him, fuck him." <laughs> yeah, because this really is. This doesn't have like many like ha ha jokes, right? But it's just I think it's just funny premise throughout. But yeah, that would be one of the big. Yeah, I like that. All right, uh, so that was my number five and Scott's number five, right? So, mm-hmm. Alex, what's your number five? My number five is I didn't think <laughs> dudes in movies could get whiter than the the uh, business card scene in American Psycho. <laughs> Man, this movie proved me wrong. They were all in the freaking club at the start. There, there, oh my god! There, there are points when this feels like a Chappelle show skit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, 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 like we, we mentioned before we started like recording. Like, this is this is what the Wayne brothers would come up with. Like, when they're doing this kind of like satire at points. So, yeah. yeah, at the start, yeah, when they're like hamming it up and all that shit. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, lucky with, you know, with what's-her-face. And then in the later scene where they're doing fucking barbershop quartet <laughs> and putting out the ladies' names in it, and it's so cute. But it's about all the times they, like, all of them, how they put out and stuff, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 And they're talking about the one girl, like, over and everyone had the one girl or something like that. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 
you mentioned like the Chappelle stuff, but also like Eddie Murphy in uh, oh yeah, the, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> We're not gonna fall off no banana. The the, the, the Eddie yeah. Murphy skit on on SNL when he he dresses up as like a white guy to get a loan to the bank. Mm-hmm. That's oh yeah, the white face. That's just the white face. The, yeah, the, oh god, that, that shit's classic. That is a classic. <laughs> Man, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look on his face. Just, just take it. Ah, nice. All right. Uh, back on to my number four, which Scott mentioned it. I have just the two old cranks. Uh, Mortimer and what was it? Randolph. Randolph. Oh, I'd love him in this. And just the, What are the two old dudes from the Muppets names? Oh man! Probably Mortimer and Randall. Uh, the guy just sit in the balcony <laughs> yeah. and always just yelling at everything. Damn it! I I would. This was earlier in the day. I would have an answer for you. <laughs> anyway, just get Wardolf and Wardolf. Wal- yeah, Waldorf. Waldorf. Waldorf is one of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm gonna type this. Up. And the other one is Dorf. So, so okay, it's Statler and Waldorf. Statler. Anyway, I, just, I love him in this. Like you said, uh, when he tips him, and he goes, well, that comes from both of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the bet is for a dollar. Yeah, the dollar bet. The like You mentioned the over-explaining treating Eddie Murphy like total jackass. Uh, this is all yours, Valentine. And look at this. He just broke the vase, but I believe we insured it for 20000 <laughs> Look at they They just... Hand him a bottle of whiskey when he gets into the car. Yeah, <laughs> or like even before he gets in the car, all you can drink. He's got we've got whiskey. <laughs> such know. racist. This is, how you, this is how you. This is how you lure an urban homeless man into yeah. your car. You eat candy. You crack it. At least it wasn't crack. I guess it, it was. It was funny <laughs> when when they open the Sarara skybox and, and anywhere if he just grabs them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the two old cranks. Is my number four, Scott. Okay, uh, my number four. Um, I did enjoy how ridiculous of a of a like MacGuffin the whole crop report was. Yeah. Um, yeah. How there was a news report about it. They the secretary secretary of agriculture gets on TV to talk about this report. It only has to do with oranges. Like <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't touch yeah, anything else. Like, the wheat. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that it was funny. Like that, that they in this world that this thing existed, um, and that yeah, the whole the whole plot hinged around it. Uh, yeah, I like I like the the whole thing of yeah, we trade you know silver, gold, platinum, and of course frozen orange juice. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alex, number four. My number four is The Fall of Winthorpe. Which you always like to see a rich white guy get his comeuppance. And uh, it wasn't really comeuppance, but, I mean, he was racist from the get-go. And he still was a little bit. I don't think he, like, he learns almost nothing. Like, he almost has no arc. Yeah. It just, shit happens, and then, like, he's kind of extricated from it. But... Mm-hmm. But I like his his downfall. He gets framed at the at the clubhouse. At the, they get Frank Oz to strip him down. Yeah, <laughs> stripper, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear you a new asshole. Did you see that? Did you hear that? This man just verbally assaulted me. I have witnesses here. <laughs> he gets tackled. Oh, that was great. 
Yeah, the, his whole thing right up to his attempted suicide. Yeah, it was a little dark. In his, in his, yeah, it was dark. But yeah, the, the gun misfires and he throws it and breaks a window somewhere. Jeebus H. It's oh, that was great. Yeah, it was a lot funnier than Eddie Murphy just being a buzzkill at a party. <laughs> You're a prostitute. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three, and that would be uh, Dan Aykroyd, but specifically as the drunk, desperate Santa. Um, <laughs> that was great. That yeah. him eating that salmon or whatever it was eating, through his beard. Eating the salmon on the bus is my number two. Oh, <laughs> it's so disgusting. Um, so I'll, I'll let you talk more about that. But just his whole thing of just like trying to, you know, plant stuff on Valentine. Just being like not sneaky or anything good about it at all. Um, his just flipping the Santa hat. I, just, I always loved that. I remember as a kid when I put a Santa hat on, I would try to do that. I couldn't do it the way he did it. His drunk, drunken stupor was just killing me. Just how dirty his beard and the white of his Santa outfit was. Um, but yeah, eating that goddamn salmon through the beard. <laughs> um, so yeah, because Dan Aykroyd in most movies isn't my favorite. And he, even, he isn't my favorite in this. But him as dirty, desperate Santa was getting me. Alright, uh, Alex number three. Or oh, sorry, Scott number three. Yeah. Um, number three is something that I, I think really drag the movie down for me is I don't think he'd ever decide like exactly what kind of vein of, of comedy it really wanted to be um, it starts off as, as like pretty strongly as, as satire um, you know, mostly poking fun at, at rich people um, it dips its toes into a little bit of social commentary um, about like the nature versus nurture stuff um, mm-hmm. And then, like in the last act, it just goes completely like absurd. Um, you know, it starts with like him dressing up as Santa, and then um, you, you know he tries to kill himself, and then the the whole thing with the gorilla, uh, the whole whole train sequence, um, like yeah, there's just that that whole section of the movie. Um, like, it feel like it wasn't grounded in like what had been laid out for the rest of the movie. Um, I think I also again would have liked to have seen some kind of character arc for uh, Winthrop. Um, yeah, he, he finishes like not having learned anything. Like really, um, gets mm-hmm. all gets money back. He gets the girl. Um, I, I'm assuming they're on a tropical island because they know they they if they go back to the United States they'll be arrested. Um, <laughs> yeah, no extradition on that. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I, I feel like maybe it's stuck more to just the, the straight satire. Because uh, I think the movie's at its funniest when when um, it's it's doing that for the most part. Yeah. The one thing I always felt like weird was like, okay, you know, I know the whole point is you're a product of your environment versus blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Eddie Murphy, okay, he I could see how... Okay, his the friends come over and he's like, hey, you're ruining my stuff. But when he just, like, all of a sudden becomes a stock genius and like, no, 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 they're sitting back and they're thinking like, okay, that bugged me a little bit. And I know when they try to, you guys are a bunch of bookies. Like that part made sense too. It was the other part when he, no, no, these guys, I, mean, I forgot, you know the scene I'm talking about where the people right now are like thinking, hey. Yeah. They all stopped to listen to what he has to say. And, uh, yeah. And the, the snail, um, the snail dad joke. Yeah. It was actually a pretty good joke. 
But uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Coleman. Den- Denholm Elliott is the heart and soul of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. He does really good in this. Yeah. Caught between, you know, a rock and a hard place, kind of. Because he's still, he's still employed by the Dukes, so he has to do what they say. He, uh, yeah, he's not really in a position, I guess, financially <laughs> to get fired or say no or whatever. Uh, but that was great when he gave uh, Valentine that advice. He's like, you you know, you should just be yourself. They can't take that away from you. That was awesome. Yeah. And I do think they set up that he did not really like working for um, Winthorpe. Nope. No, yeah, not, he, he not did even. Not ha- he did not like that at all. So yeah. even though those he didn't perfectly like... Good bananas foster. He, he didn't like having... He think he was found it mean what they were doing to him, but I don't think he hated it that much, at least at first. Yeah. I, feel like I, I think he had good emotion on his face, like when he had closed the door on him and stuff. Like, yeah. I, mean, I felt a little guilty, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like there needed to be some kind of scene to, to form more of an attachment between him and uh, Eddie Murphy's character. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Because Eddie Murphy really doesn't treat him any better other than that one scene where he, like... So so um, Coleman says, like, I'll clean up after the, the party. And he says, all right, thank you, I'm going to bed. Like, just the fact that he said thank you, like, made him better than... Uh, yeah, that's true. Which, which would, I mean, it does, ostensibly. But it's like, yeah, you still the house is still trash. Like... <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right, uh, what was that? That was Alex's year number three. All right, my number two, two, Jamie Lee Curtis, boobs. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who knew? She was amazing in this. I'm not going to say I've never been a big fan of hers, but I always remember these scenes and to get better with time. Mm -hmm. I didn't, like, I knew about it, but I did not remember it at all, so... (laughs) I, I can't not have it on here. This is, this, this literally is the real and they're spectacular. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so it, it was funny because she, she, you know, kind of famously did all those horror movies. And like the whole idea of, of you know, starting with Halloween was that she was kind of, I don't know, pure, chaste. You know, yeah. Kind of set up like the screen movie rules about, you know, the girl that has sex dies kind of thing. Um, so yeah, she, she was never like really in that situation. And then, you know, the first time she does something mainstream outside of that, <laughs> she has to go topless. Yeah. So yep. that's Hollywood for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, uh, sorry. Scott, number two. I number two was eating the salmon on the bus. Like, <laughs> like I do, do, do give Ackroyd like a lot of credit for that. Cause he's just going to town on that thing through the, through the beard. Ugh. Like, um, and I like you know, like they call it back because you see him stuff all that food in there, and, yeah. uh, and like over the next like few scenes, like it's pretty funny. He's like has to pull out random pieces for different reasons. <laughs> Finally, he just pulls it out to eat it. Um, it felt very much like a like something that would have been written for John Belushi to do. Um, you know, with the on the on the heels of uh, yeah. Uh, Blues Brothers and um, you know Jim Belushi being in this movie, um, mm-hmm. you know, felt felt that Dan Aykroyd did do this really weird thing. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, just that that visual. <laughs> it was great. So that's my number two. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Eddie Murphy. Uh, he was still like not a huge star when this came out. I think he only did forty eight hours before this. Yeah, but it was like one of the ones that really started him on the path to, to superstardom in the eighties uh, and partially in the nineties. Uh, but he was great. He did some really, really good work. You can see why he's a you know comedic powerhouse back in the day. That's it. Eddie Murphy, number two. Yeah, he, he did his first two movies were this, 48 Hours and this. And then Beverly Hills Cop. Hey, best defense with Dudley Moore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. So yeah, I'll I don't know what that is either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Golden Child. And blah, blah, blah. So his career started out hot and then died. And then he came back. And now I don't know what he's doing. But There's a... a funny bit of trivia where it said like ralph bellamy had done like 90 something movies and don amici was in like the the 60s or 50s and murphy had done two and like eddie murphy went around saying like between the three of them they'd done 150 movies like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways all right well my number one is eddie murphy as well um just like like i said grew up on these movies uh this isn't his funniest performance. Like he doesn't go into a lot of characters like he does in Beverly Hills Cop or anything like that. But he does a couple, and he's just you know the beginning with his blind act and all that stuff is pretty good. Um, yeah, like I said, he goes from that the streetwise guy to like I said, and all of a sudden he he's in there and he's talking smart, and then this whole plan to get back against the old cranks and all that stuff. So yeah, Eddie Murphy. National Treasure. Thank God he wasn't <laughs> mm-hmm. in that movie. All right. <laughs> well, that movie's great. Maybe the next one. <laughs> yeah. Number um, one, uh, we've, we've kind of already talked about it, but the uh, the part at the end in the in the, in the pit, uh, the the buying pit. I don't know what the hell to call it, but uh, the trading floor. Trading floor. Um, that that felt very like. Like hectic, uh, obviously. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. John Landis did a really good job here of, of like selling the, the urgency and everything. Um, but also, just like we, we we talked about it a little bit, but like how fucked up that that whole thing is, and I don't think we see uh, the the buying and selling that that often. At least um, not not like this, and and not too often if it, if it pops up at all. Um, yeah, just the the buying and selling. Like, obviously, some of it was exaggerated. Um, but uh, the other thing too is like, like I mentioned, um, like these these are supposed to be our heroes, and they're they're also doing something blatantly illegal, and it's all just kind of <laughs> just forgotten. And by the way, um, both Eddie Murphy and Winthorpe's characters like are out on bail. Like, it's not like. They went to court and had charges dismissed or anything like that. Like them taking down the Dukes doesn't do anything for their personal. Like <laughs> uh, the Duke said, they dropped the charges against Eddie Murphy when they put him into. Oh, did the... Did they? Okay, okay, I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. Like Winthorpe, at least him. Much. I don't know about Winthorpe, but they yeah, said when he brings him into the car, he goes, "We dropped the charges." Yeah. Like I, like I don't know. Like I don't think you're supposed to go across state lines 
like him even being in <laughs> New York. <laughs> New York could have been illegal. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I best there is a monkey and a guy in a monkey suit in this movie. So. That's true. That's what that's what I was. That goes back to my other point about like yeah, how, like he didn't know how seriously he wanted to take itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. All right, all right, Alex, number one. My number one is the Dukes. I, I love a good villain in the movie, and these guys are <laughs> real fucking scumbags. Uh, dropping end bombs here and there, and just. Yeah, just despicable pair of old money, rich dudes. I hate them. <laughs> yep. I love that they. It almost didn't make it because Eddie Murphy didn't like it. But I love their cameo in Coming to America. That was great. <laughs> Were they in that? I don't even remember. Right. Were they in that? Yeah, there were a couple homeless Eddie, guys. Yeah, a couple of homeless guys and like. Eddie Murphy is like, here, you know, he's giving away some money and stuff, so give him, like, I don't know, $10,000 that he took from Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Dad's brother's like, hey, we're back. Eddie Murphy didn't Mortimer. want to do that? Mortimer, wake up, we're back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I saw the movies that made us, and they did Coming to America, which was, oh, that's a good episode. There was a lot of drama there between <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Landis, uh, but... Yeah, I guess Eddie Murphy didn't want to do it for the longest time, and then like at the last minute something came up. It's like we really need something here, and he's like, "Well, we got this in the bag," and, it's, and they finally agreed to do that joke, and it got in the movie. It was great. I think Landis. You know, we we made a small joke about it at the beginning, but uh, you know, more trivia. I guess Landis was kind of bent that Eddie Murphy wouldn't be a, like a, a, a character witness for him when all the stuff with the helicopter happened yeah oh. he he didn't go to the trial to be a character yeah. witness. And, and, yeah. and according to murphy he didn't know until like way after the fact that that landis was kind of pissed at him I don't, i've never heard anything good about john landis so mm. hear lots of stories about yeah. that guy i guess yeah on set for coming to America, which we should have talked about this when we did coming to America, but I I only just saw the uh, the films that made us episode. There was a lot of tension between them on that movie set. So yeah, it probably was one of the big reasons why. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Um, just one one of one of the funnier jokes was. Uh, when he gets arrested, like all the guns in his face, that was a pretty funny shot. But um, when when he's getting cuffed on the table, and he asks if there's a lawyer in the house, and the, the camera <laughs> pans over, and all these guys like look away and like kind of cough. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that when Eddie Murphy's doing the whole speech about the bacon and everything and why they shouldn't buy it right away. He flubs the line, but then continues, and they left that in. So I thought it's like okay, this is like a like a nice character thing because uh, he's trying to explain this and it's not rehearsed and everything. So I thought it was cool. What? How exactly did he? He starts saying something about bacon and then he stops. He takes like a, a little breath, like he stutters a bit. It's something that's like oh, I don't think that was planned and maybe they didn't have time for a second take. But okay. He flipped that line. The other one is, I'm going to be an old man. <laughs> an old man Jeff on this one. But the rain didn't look right when Dan Eckroyd was in front of that restaurant. 
Also, how did nobody see him there and say something? Yeah, I know. Well, it was, the raid was very... He's standing out there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> the raid was like, in some shots, it looked like it was coming in from the sides, not directly down. Like, both from either sides, going into the center, it didn't look natural. And in another shot, it looked like the the water was shooting up, like it was arcing towards Dan Aykroyd, but it was so close that I guess at some angles or, or some instances you could confuse it, and it looked like it was raining down, but it was raining up. So, there it is. Um, it was raining up. Not, not an honorable mention, but a question. Do... Do party trains actually exist? Was that a thing? <laughs> no idea. Eighty three looked fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, dude, that's awesome. It's not even New Year's Eve yet. All right. Well, let's rate it as usual. We rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage and seven being perfection. I'll go first. Um, this is a five for me. It's a high five. Um. I can't give it a six, though, because I really haven't watched this in forever. So if I really liked it, it would be higher in my list. But I really enjoy it, and it's pushing a six for me. Scott? Um, given, given this a four, um, a lot of the concepts are funny here. Um, Ackroyd, for most of the movie, is just kind of an annoying. Um, his characters, anyway. Um, the Murphy charm... Um, is, is there for like half the movie based on what's going on. Uh, again, I, I loved the, the old guys. Um, so yeah, uh, four. All right. And Alex. I'm going to give this a five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a low, it's a low five. I can't give it a four because it's not meh. I actually was entertained throughout the entire movie, but it didn't have like, I didn't guffaw at any of the jokes. So, it gets a five. All right. Sounds good. With that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five rags to riches stories or characters or however you want to do it. But mm-hmm. there you go. And um, I will go first, I guess. And I'm going to start off. Mine kind of go in themes because a lot of these kind of my list came up with. I could use different movies for the same theme. Anyway, I'm going to go with Cinderella as okay. a Disney princess movie. You could do a few Ooh. of these, right? But um, Cinderella, she literally goes from rags to rich. I don't know if we can get any more uh, on point there. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. she goes from being in a pumpkin and a ratty dress to the bell of the ball. But that would be a different movie. Anyway, Cinderella is my number five. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. What's your number five? Number five is uh, similar, but with a prostitute. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> number two. Uh, so that would be Pretty Woman. Yeah. Uh, so that's Alex's. I'll, I'll, I'll save it uh, more for him. But uh, yep, Pretty Woman, number five. So Please. the only way a woman can get the riches is to marry a man. Got it. Let's go. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> Alex, what's your number five? My number five is kind of like yours, Jeff. It, I thought about all the Disney princesses, but I think only two technically were really poor before they got saved, you know, and married a rich man. And it's Snow White and, uh, yeah, and Cinderella, who was basically just an indentured slave to her <laughs> stepmother. And Snow White was just, out, she's just out in the woods. I think she went from 
riches to rags to riches. So it still counts, but mm-hmm. well, those dwarves yeah, were cause... were like coming back with like carts full of precious gems. So I don't know how poor she actually yeah. was. Well, she was a servant. <laughs> she was a servant. She wasn't like enjoying any of those jewels. That's true. She would yeah, get cause... a cut. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the other Disney princesses were just rich, but they were hidden away. For various magical reasons. Was Ariel rich? Yeah. Yes. She had Her dad was King Triton. She had seashells she had, as She had bra. 20 thingamabobs, yeah, well, money In 20. the undersea. Yeah. Who's okay. its and what's its galore? Yeah. Was Belle rich? I've actually never seen Beauty and the Beast. Belle was, she was rich? not rich, but she wasn't. No, poor. But she was buying books, and I can't imagine that they were She wasn't. She cheap. wasn't, though. She she was, like, oh, reaching no, she off the bookseller. Books. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, maybe she counts too. Then she was. I don't. I don't know. If she was like a popper though. Like, she was. No. She was a peasant though. Crazy old Maurice was her dad. So that's true. Aurora was. She was a princess, right? So yeah, that's the one that got hidden away for magic yeah. reasons. All right, look at us naming Disney princesses. All right, um... <laughs> go all day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to number four, and this is my sports rags to riches. And this is not necessarily a movie; it's it's a character, and it'd be Rocky Balboa. Yeah. So yeah, Oh yeah, um, nice. I didn't even think of him. Yeah. So if you go from Rocky, obviously one, he never really gets rich in that one. But by the time you get to the sequels, he is definitely in the riches and becomes soft. And then <laughs> Clever Lane goes, "Hey, hey, woman, hey, woman, <laughs> yeah." You see the, uh, the real man, the Rocky statue in the beginning of uh, Trading Places. We did see that. Oh, like, really? Oh, we're in Philadelphia. Oh, I missed yeah. it. Because because that's the only thing Philadelphia has going for it is a <laughs> it's a, yeah. is a broken is a broken yeah, bell, fucking broken bell, and a fictional like I think Bill Burr's famously mentioned like like in that rant he had against the Philadelphia fans. Yeah. Like. like but like Joe Frazier, <laughs> was a real guy. <laughs> they could have had a statue, but nope. <laughs> Jesus, they got that. And cheesesteaks, I'll give them that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Rocky Belba, Rags and Riches through a collection of films. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, sorry, Alex. Scott, number four. <laughs> Jesus. You know, the other Alex. Uh, my number four, um, he started off as a as a poor island boy uh made his way to the united states to florida Ooh, tarzan uh, and, uh, started uh you know as as as, a, as an employee <laughs> in a growing business god damn it uh, this is my number three but uh what the fuck man <laughs> uh scarface nice uh, a little nice, higher yeah. on my list gotta see catrice <laughs> ah Tony, nah. Tony, no. <laughs> really? No, nah, that's good. Tony Montoya. Yeah. All right. Well, then, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, what's your number four? My number four is, you could say this about all three. This is a video game one. You could say this about all three video games, and a lot of them, where your protagonist goes from rack to riches. But I'm going to pick Fable 3. Okay. For this list, because you start up as you know pretty much a nobody, and you work your way up to be a king. 
But then <laughs> even when you get, you know, it's a video game. So even as a king, you're still going around town getting side quests and everybody. It's like, oh, I need to, I need somebody to rescue this cat. It's like, I'm a fucking king. Why am I doing this? <laughs> the extra XP. I don't need this. But uh, yeah, Fable 3. Nice. And I was thinking, yeah, play Zelda games. Just If you just get, just get all those rubies that are lying around everywhere, you'd be pretty rich. <laughs> hey, you want to get sued? They're rupees. Rupees. <laughs> it's true. All right, my number three. You start out with a wooden sword. You work up your way to a master yeah. sword. You're rich. You don't even have pants. You just have a, <laughs> That's a long right. shirt. It's going commando. Cock, shirt cocking it. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking all those jars with no pants on. That's dangerous. Yeah, really, it's, it's dangerous to go pants alone. alone. Yeah, pants. <laughs> Take this. It's dangerous to go without pants. pants. Yeah. Take <laughs> this. A wooden sword. <laughs> Can I have some pants instead? <laughs> God, Dustin. I heard tell you this. My friend Dustin, he had the shirt. It's a graphic tee that I think a lot of people see. And it's that scene from the very, you know, the very first cave in Zelda. Take it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. It's on his shirt. We go to, I don't know, some fast food place. And then the guy. The guy, we went, we ordered drinks, and the guy's like, okay, well, hold on, we're out. The guy will bring some new cups in a second. And the guy comes up to Dustin, hands, him, hands it to him, and goes, it's dangerous to go alone. And Dustin's like, okay. And just took it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude. And he's like, what? And I'm like, look at your fucking shirt. And he's like, god damn it. <laughs> The guy just wasn't being, I mean, he was being weird, but he was totally in on the Zelda joke, and you just totally didn't know yeah, what yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah. Um, my number three is, so I have the Disney one, I have the sports one, now this is my tech one. Uh, it'll be the social network. Uh, I was trying to find a good tech one, and maybe I missed one, but this is the one that popped to mind. So mm. I really did like that movie when it came out. I don't think I would like it as much now. I did when it came out, and uh, yeah. Fun little movie, Social Network. Mark Zuckerberg, IRL. Okay. He's rich. Um, and not the craziest of all the tech guys. You know, that was going to do the Elon Musk story. Yeah, but it's like the, the, the halcyon days when the worst one was Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is... Uh, so, from the graphic novels... Novel... And I guess the movie... Uh, but that would be Ozymandias from Watchmen, um, who goes from riches to rags to riches. Uh, so his, uh, spoilers, his parents are killed. They die somehow, I forget exactly. <laughs> and he inherits their fortune. Um, and he decides, no, I need to be like a self-made man. So he basically gives away his entire fortune. And then I'm like, I think he might have do like, the Scrooge McDuck thing where he keeps a quarter or something weird like that. And then, um, oh my god, Scrooge McDuck should be on my list. Shit. Uh, any, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one dime. Uh, Oz, Ozymandias uh, builds up his fortune again from nothing, just just on his wits. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. So, by the way, you mentioned Scrooge McDuck. I thought of him, but do we ever see him as rags? That's why I didn't do it. I just it like might happen in the show where you see flashbacks or something. Yeah. But I, I did think just... of him, but because we never saw him in rags, I didn't... Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I know there were episodes where he lost his money and he got it back, but... 
Maybe they show him and what's what's his rival? Launchpad McQuack. Goldberg? No. Goldberg, Gold. yeah. Is it Goldberg? Oh, Blomgold. Blomgold? Something like that. Another, Blomgold. It's another Scottish guy. Yeah. A little Scottish duck. I'm not a shitty wrestler. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Alex, number t- three? Number three is Scarface. Cara cicatriz. Man. Yeah, man. Nice. All right. Well, that leads into my number two. And I had two movies here because I couldn't decide. And then this is my gangster movies. The guy's going from nothing. That's Scarface and they have Goodfellas with the rise of... Um, Henry Hill. What's his face? Henry Hill, yeah. Although he was a boy. I mean, he was already kind of rich as a, as a little kid. I mean, he started pretty early. But uh, I, I, I thought about um, Vito Corleone. God. So, you know, I was thinking... Yeah. Godfather, but like no, because Michael always had money. I didn't think of Vito. Yeah, I think right. I think I didn't do Vito because like we see him too much by the time the movie starts. Like I, I don't know. And also, money is not the big thing. It's the power. It's not really money in Godfather. Would you say that? Like it's well, he's definitely super poor. Like for yeah. a long time, right? Is, yeah. But it's not in Scarface. They show the money. Goodfellas. They show the money. Where in That's Godfather, true. they don't really show and glamorize the money. It's more the power. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's the sugar so it's... and the power, <laughs> and yeah. the women. There's not a scene of him walking around with the tiger and bringing love laundry bags of money into the bank. And... <laughs> god damn him walking down to the little bank with the damn tiger. Oh god. The world is to yours. the limit. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was my number two, Alex. Number sorry, Scott. Number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is Conan the Barbarian. Um, oh shit! Um, at yeah, least, at good. least in the movies, I don't know, like in the actual old like serials, it was like this, but because you never do see it, but they end the movie with, and then he got his the awesome Mako voiceover, the, the <laughs> he he became a king with a crown on a troubled brow, but that is another tale. Like, yeah. yeah, I wish we got that other tale. Just that, that shot of Schwarzenegger just sitting there like uh, with the beard. <laughs> the old yeah. man beard. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Pretty Woman. Walking down the street. Pretty Woman. We should do that on our list. Looking kind of neat. Yeah. Be worth yeah. it. Yeah. Or, do, we, don't do, we don't do too many romantic comedies, so. Mm-hmm. I guess this was also one of the movies featured in the movies that made us, and I guess the original original script was, was a lot darker. Uh, yeah, I had yeah, it down yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it for when we maybe do mm-hmm. it. It was called Hot Ho. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was called it was called Average Looking Prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> Get back. Never mind. All right. <laughs> Am I- my number one, this is just, I don't really have a theme for it, but I just love putting this movie in my list. And that would be The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's a good one. Thought about mm-hmm. it. Um, there you go. He goes from being just a poor boy. <laughs> I want to sing the song now, but I forgot the words. Oh, to be uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. It's Bohemian Rhapsody, but I can't think of the words. Oh, right uh, now. I, I was thinking Journey for some reason. Like, small town. I guess that boy. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Connie Money Crystal. 
is my number one, Scott. Nice. Uh, my number one, um, and you, there, there is no riches until the very end of the movie. Um, but that would be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh. Oh, nice. Which uh, captured my imagination as a kid, and even now to this day, it was like mm-hmm. it was like the very first thing I thought of when, when we were doing this. So. Even though it's Charlie, he goes from rags to riches. It's Charlie, Wonka. yeah, not Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, yeah, I, I specifically specifically this movie and not the Tim Burton one. So right, yes, or, or not the book. <laughs> I always got mad because that was one of the few books that I actually read, and that the title, the movie title is different than the book. Always made me mad as a kid. <laughs> it's not Charlie. The Cho- it's not Willy Wonka's chocolate. It's Charlie in the chocolate. I wonder why the. I guess just Willy Wonka. It's a better title. Yeah, Willy it's a better Wonka's title a better for a movie. Title. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned this, but I'll never forget, we had a family trip up to Big Bear. We went to the local video store to get some movies to watch for the night. <laughs> and me and my mom and my brother are like, oh, let's get Willy Wonka. <laughs> my dad, yeah, that sounds like a winner. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're getting... I don't know some western they ended up getting, but yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a winner. A John Hondo, Wayne, McClintock, or Chisholm, or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, all right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one is from The Simpsons, and that would be Homer's half brother, Herb Powell, who over two episodes, <laughs> I think they were in separate seasons, where he's super rich. He's an auto manufacturer. <laughs> Homer goes to visit him. He builds the Homer, and he's in ruins for some reason. I just still don't understand why. <laughs> but he ruined him, so he goes to Rags. And then in the next episode, you see him as a hobo with all the other with the other Homer hobos telling stories. And then he sees that Homer won the uh, Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. And he got himself <laughs> $2,000. So he borrows that money from Homer, and he makes an invention that we get uh that translate baby speak into grown-up speak and he makes millions he's rich again usa usa i have soiled myself how embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's a good one all right mm-hmm. nice any honorable mentions uh rocky uh, great expectations Ugh. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like really the quintessential example of this really Mm-hmm. Not our favorite, but it was me, Pip. I'm your bitty factor. <laughs> All right, and with that, it's time for Neam Alex likes sports. <laughs> I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So we don't touch on NASCAR that often. We don't. Nope. And in, in this uh, very serious series, sports series. But have you guys ever heard of Ross Chastain? Ross Chastain. Yeah. Redhead actress? Kind of yeah, hot. She looks... No. Does he look kind of like... Uh, Amy Adams? Amy Adams or... Um, <laughs> what's her face? That girl from the White Snake video? The the girl from uh, Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, I always forget her name. She was in Fugitive. We just saw her. <laughs> no, 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 the other redhead. Uh <laughs> Uh, Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, Ron, yeah. Uh, oh. So Jessica Bryce, Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. But she was also in a Jurassic Park movie and in Fugitive. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's her name? Julianne Moore. Yeah, Julianne Moore. That's right, she was Anyways. also right 
That's true. So he pulled this <laughs> extremely dangerous move that nobody should ever think of doing ever. Oh, the holdover maneuver? No, not the holdover maneuver. <laughs> where um, he was in 12th place. Later. It'll never work again. Yeah. He was, it was, he was in 12th place in the race. And if he didn't do anything, you know, I think his season was over or something. I don't know. But he was desperate to try something. And he remembered something from his childhood playing <laughs> playing NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube. So what this crazy bastard did was instead of slowing down to take, you know, the left turn, he slammed his car disclaimer into there, fifth there, gear. Are, there are only there are only left turns in nascar mm-hmm. so uh he put his car into fifth gear put the pedal to the metal literally and then he hugged the wall like slammed his car against the side of the wall and then just gunned it and i guess with car, car physics being what they are in order to do this he had to completely let go of the steering wheel so that the wall was the only thing keeping the car on track, and he moved up five places to finish in fifth place of that race, and he broke like a seventy-five year standing, you know, lap record with this move. And yeah, he credits this as you know when we were kids, he would pull this his stunt all the time on GameCube and NASCAR two thousand five. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's I, nuts. I, I've seen it. Was... It's it's cool. He should be fucking suspended for that shit. <laughs> at the also, very least yeah, probably at the very least <laughs> very dangerous anybody tries that shit incredibly think, dangerous you know. yeah like, I don't know anything about cars or racing cars and I was like well, it's awesome that nobody died after he did that mm-hmm. and if you're gonna learn anything from playing video game car car video games you should have used the red, red shell, shell. Yeah. that would have totally yeah. got him that's true but the blue shell if you're far away enough he was in yeah, 12th place. He, he should have gotten the blue shell. That's yeah. right. He was 12th place. He could have, or the lightning bolt or something. Lightning bolt yeah. would have been cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time for DM News. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. All right. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Sorry. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Uh, that's the right. trailer dropped for that. Um, so, that is not too far in the, the future. It'll be after. Ant-Man Quantumania next year. Um, have you guys seen it? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, so yeah, hold off from saying too much. Um, not, 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 that you, it, not that you care too much, Jeff. But uh, Yeah, if you want to talk about a trailer, go for it. I'm not going to upset. And it still looks fun and cool. Like they, I think they were, the main song in the, the thing was like uh, Space Hog? Help me out here, Alex. I think it was Space Hog. Uh, I don't remember. Um, but at, 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 any, at any rate, um, could not tell who the villain was supposed to be in this. Um. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, if it's not Adam Warlock, it's going to be somebody else. So yeah, we, we do we yeah. do see a little bit of Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. Um, uh, it wasn't. I mean, it, this is a good thing. It wasn't clear how Gamora fits into everything. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, just the there was a, a very f- funny Drax joke in the trailer uh, that I want to spoil. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for this. This will be the last of the um, at least the James Gunn Guardians as we know it. Um, I think like Dave Bautista is on record saying like he's kind of done with it just because he's like in his fifties and he's like it's just too hard to like <laughs> to to bulk up like that anymore. 
Uh, and, I, and I don't blame the guy. Uh, yeah, who, who knows how much the rest of the cast really wants to, to to deal with that. I mean, it can't be too hard for Vin Diesel or... Um, what's his face? Uh, um, oh, uh, The Rock? No, 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 no. Uh, ah, it's been a long day. Mm. Um... Ludicrous? No, 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 no. The guy does the voice of Rocket. Oh, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's too hard no for them to No matter where you are, Groot, I will find you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyways, yeah, overall, I, I did um, like, like what I was seeing there. So, anybody that, mm-hmm. that wants to, um, go, go check it out. Uh, the only other thing I really want to talk about, yeah, I've not watched any Andor yet, um, but I did finish Wednesday on Netflix, uh, and, I, and I do recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week. Um, it's like overall, it's I don't think it's necessarily great, but uh, uh, a lot, a lot of fun stuff going on with it. Um, the the girl that, that plays Wednesday, um, Jenna Ortega is really good. Um, and again, it's it's a lot of fun. You don't you don't see him a lot, but um, when you do see Luis Guzman and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as as Gomez and Morticia, that that's also some some highlight stuff. Um, and again, they all the stuff they're doing with Thing in this is is pretty great. Um, I I caught a. Um, a bit of the what I don't know the preview I guess on Netflix um, I don't know how or why it cycled through the Adams family and show a little bit of think on that and um, I don't know if we talked about this when we did Adams family values but um, the the special effects they're using for thing like were really good back for <laughs> when they made those movies. Um, so obviously it's it's a little better now, but uh, not as good as the original TV show. Not as yeah. good as the original TV show. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, and anyway, uh, that's all I really wanted to go over. Um, so just real quick, I did see the first episode. Okay, um, I and I liked idiot. it, and I, and I would have kept watching it, but then Laura got mad at me. She said, oh, I wanted to watch this. So <laughs> okay. now, oh, yeah. now I have to wait. For, yeah, now I have to wait. To see how that happens, um, but I, I did, I did, didn't think I was gonna like it, and then I saw the little trailer. I was like, okay, and like I said, it was more the actors. I was like, oh, I, I want to see a couple of them, but they're barely in it. And then, yeah, uh, at least in the first episode, um, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It felt this is very Tim Burtony. Some stuff I don't like of his, but this I, I liked it. And um, so yeah, I will continue watching it when whenever Laura and I have a chance. But um, yeah. yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? I finally beat Elden Ring. Woo! <laughs> Jesus. It yeah. only took five years. I, got, I clocked in at 120 hours on that game. That's, uh, and I still want to play more of it. Of but, I know, but I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons now, which is a lot of fun. Oh, I figured out how to finally play Star Wars Squadrons in VR. And it is fucking amazing. It is so cool. So I recommend it. If you got yourself a VR headset, you got yourself Star Wars Squadrons. It's pretty badass. Piloting an X-wing, Tie Fighter, 
what have you. I'll, I'll, I'll vomit on my own. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need help for that. <laughs> um, what, what are you playing uh, it on? Uh, on Steam. Steam. I guess he's not. Yeah, my PC. Yeah. The, I hook the up quest, my Oculus to the quest it. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or it's the meta, meta quest, meta quest to right. whatever. Ugh. Meta world peace quest. <laughs> Oculus 2. Sounds sounds cool. Other than the motion sickness, uh, any, anything yeah, else yeah. you wanted to talk about, Alex? Uh, there was something, but I forgot about it, so it can't be that important. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, anything you want to go over? Um, I say not much. Like I mentioned watching sports documentaries. I started watching the Shaq, the Shaquille O'Neal documentary on HBO. That's pretty good if you enjoy basketball. Um, Watch out for the shack attack. Yes, the um, we are talking about Wednesday, and then I did. We did watch the. Um, it's a Christmas story. Christmas. Oh, how was that? This is on HBO, I think. It's cheesy, uh, but if you grew up watching the Christmas story, I would say watch it. it. It's it's sad and happy at the same time. I don't know. It's. So it's Ralphie presumes, you know, plays his character again. Unfortunately, the dad and mom do not do their roles. But the mom is actually played by the girl from Airplane. Oh, Julie which, Julie Haggerty. Yeah, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, there's cameos by his friends from the movie, and I don't want to get oh, too even many the ki- even the kid that did porno. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's cheesy, right? It's definitely not as good. The voiceover is obviously a different actor, so it it, eh, it it's it's trying, but whatever. So if you grew up on the movie, the original, go ahead and watch it. Um, yeah, because the voiceover originally was the director. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, they did meatballs. Um. Yeah, and I don't know if the. I mean, without, without spoiler, no, never mind. I don't want to spoil it, but the never. I won't say anymore. Um, <laughs> and then, I swear I watched something else, but I can't remember. I was really bored. I started like I was looking at my history. I started like ten things. Nothing was catchy. I was like, oh, what's some Batman animated series? Eh, I really don't like this. Oh, I did this. Oh, this is not good. Oh, let me. Oh, Black Hawk Down. I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, like ten minutes ago, I stopped it, so I didn't really finish much. So, yep. you, how much of the animated Batman do you watch, and not really any? I watched one. I looked at what the best episode was, <laughs> and you're, that I watched that one, that. and it was like, yeah, it wasn't that great. Right. It's good, just not my style. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah, that's the other thing. Now that you mentioned it, I did for whatever reason HBO re. Uh, rejiggered the the order of the episodes when they were aired which is really weird um so i mean the continuity isn't that like it's not the focus of that show so sometimes you'll see robin or sometimes you'll see characters but they're not introduced yet um through the in the order in hbo but um i still like watching it the the way that they aired so i have a list on my own and i just go through episodes and you can tell that on Lizard Wings was the first episode because the animation quality is a little bit higher than the rest of the episodes. So <laughs> spend a, f- spend a little tell. more money on it. Yeah, yeah that's the pilot. 
Yeah, the one I watched, I forgot. It was the the one where I almost got him. And it's basically a bunch of the... Oh, I love that episode. Like the villains, like Penguin, Joker, uh, whoever else. Poison <laughs> Killer <Ivy>. Croc. Killer Croc. <laughs> the wizard threw a big rock at him. And... <laughs> Uh, I missed. <laughs> I almost got him. That was awesome. Or was it Killer Croc? Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so everyone claimed that. And like, I look at four different lists, and they all had that in the top three, and I watched it. It was all right, but I just wasn't enough for me to. Oh, now I have to watch all of them. The one, the one with the. So wasn't the Clock King? I forget. Oh, that one's good too. The the. The Tempest... I don't have to look at the name of that one. Tempest Fugit. That one's really good. Um, anyway. Uh, anything else, Jeff? That's it. Alright. Sounds like we're good. Alright. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, go get that orange juice concentrate. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.